emanating from www.michaelnimmons.com. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. This is Michael Eric Dyson. This is Rochelle Riley, straight out of Detroit. This is Dr. Victoria Dooley at Dr. Dooley MD. Well, everybody, it's your boy, comedian Jay Stevens. This is Frederick D. Haynes III. I am Justin Coates, an author and anti-bullying activist. I am Pam Perry. Hey, everybody, this is Rochelle V. Mann, CEO of Man Made Productions. This is Bree Diane, international evangelist. Hey, this is Candace Pretty Strange Smith. And what's up? This is Ty Scott King. I was cracking Planet Earth. It's your boy Griff, comedian, author, motivational speaker, entrepreneur, philanthropist, but a Jesus Christ lover. You understand me? And you're listening to Thinking Out Loud Radio with my homeboy, Michael Nemes. Check him out right here. Go ahead, Mike. Give him that good, good. I want you to give a warm Thinking Out Loud Radio show welcome to Emmy Award winning WXYZ Channel 7 anchor woman and new friend of the show, Miss Carolyn Clifford. Well, thank you, Michael, and what a nice introduction. So happy to be here. You know what I've got to do. i got to check out my man, Michael Nimmons, who is handling his business as he drops that knowledge. I like that because Frederick Douglass, for whom I'm named, says that knowledge unfits us for slavery. Truth sets us free. If you want to be free, you want to be like Mike. Check out the best radio show online. You're locked in right now to our listening. You're tuned into this. And without thinking about it, guess what? I'm thinking out loud right here on a Thinking Out Loud radio show. And if you want to stay in the know, you better be listening to Thinking Out Loud radio show. You're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Check out Thinking Out Loud. Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thinking Out Loud radio show. Don't you dare touch that dial. The Thinking Out Loud radio show with Michael Nimmons. Featuring author, motivational speaker, and minister, Michael Nimmons. And welcome to the New Year's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And I'm your host, author, motivational speaker, and minister, Michael Nimmons. And you're tuned in to the show that's giving voice to issues that matter to you. That's right, guys. This is the New Year's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show, the first episode of 2020. That's right, guys. We've crossed over into this brand new year and brand new decade. And we're so very happy that you've taken a few minutes to share it with us. Thank you so much. We want to wish everybody that's listening on tonight a happy new year. I pray that this brand new year is a blessed one for you as well as this new decade 2020. We cannot believe it, but it is here and we're so very excited to be sharing it with you. 
We got a great show for you on tonight. We're going to be talking to a good friend of ours, uh, Detroit filmmaker and director Anthony Green, uh, who considers his camera, his his camera lens, his ministry. That's right. Um, him and I have long, known each other for a long time. So very happy to have him on the show uh, with us on tonight. He's going to be sharing with us um, some of his recent uh, short films, talking about some of his recent short films, as well as some of the other projects that he's worked on in the past. Very interesting interview we had with Detroit filmmaker and director Anthony Green. We've shared some of his uh, earlier commercials he's done uh, for Doritos contests and Pepsi uh, contests on our Thinking Out Loud Facebook fan page at facebook.com forward slash Thinking Out Loud radio show. I'm, I'm guarantee you guys are going to love them. They're hilarious. This guy has a <laughs> hilarious sense of humor. Uh, we've done some things together as well. Uh, Facebook Addicts Unite commercial. Uh, I'm not going to give it away. You can check it out on our Thinking Out Loud Facebook fan page. We talk more about it during our interview, uh, but I'll leave it. I'll leave it right there, and uh, you'll have to listen to the interview to understand uh, what Facebook Addicts Unite is all about. <laughs> <laughs> but I guarantee you're going to crack up when you hear it. But, yeah, excited about our interview with my friend, my good friend, uh, director uh, and filmmaker, Anthony Green. Coming up in just a little bit. Also, uh, during our What Are You Thinking About segment, where we talk about what you're thinking about, we're going to be talking about the fallout from Trump's military strike against Iran. We all know about uh, recently in the news uh, this military strike against General uh, Soleimani from uh, Iran. And uh, uh, Donald Trump has gotten a lot of uh, criticism and flack uh, from Congress as well as the American people uh, because of what he did and um, uh Calling it, uh, you know, calling it uh, being proactive and taking care of what he considered to be an imminent threat uh, coming from Iran. But uh, there is no proof um, that he is offering uh, with regard to what he did and the evidence uh, supporting uh, an imminent attack against this country. Uh, we'll be talking about the fallout of this uh, during our What Are You Thinking About segment. Also going to be talking about the impeachment update. Uh, you all know that uh, we are, uh, Congress has um, voted to impeach um, President Trump uh, and has uh, you know, voted on the articles of impeachment. And they are now uh, being held up by Congress um, because the Senate has not agreed on terms of a fair trial. Um, we're going to talk more about that during our impeachment update uh, and, uh, and and talk about some of the scenarios that could very well play out uh, in the coming weeks uh, regarding this impeachment trial. So stay tuned for that as well. Then rounding out our three topics for uh, what are you thinking about segment where we talk about what you're thinking about. We're going to close talking about the college football playoffs and the NFL playoffs. That's right. Um uh, college football and NFL football is coming to a close. Uh, two dynamic seasons, um, uh, you know, respectively, uh, for both college football and for the NFL. And uh, just enjoyed these these both seasons. Uh, and uh, we're going to talk about who we think uh, going to, is going to end up winning it all. I I, I um, don't have any skin in the game with any of the teams that are left. 
uh, on either side in college football or in uh, the pros. But uh, I'm just a fan of the sport, and I know I know like many of you who love football, just love watching the sport. You know, um, you, you just want to see a good game. You don't want to see a blowout. You want to see a good grinded out um hard fought game and uh i think you're going to see that in the teams that we have left in both the college football playoffs as well as the nfl playoffs we're going to talk more about that in just a few minutes and of course uh we always end each show with a dynamic and powerful thought of the week and uh tonight's show is no different we're going to be sharing with you some of our thoughts about this brand new year and this brand new decade, 2020, uh, during tonight's Thought of the Week. Can't wait to share it with you. So as we said, guys, we've got a great show in store for you on tonight. So without any further ado, let's get to it. You is live. A sea of race fists and silence. 2020 fight is getting very real. Democrats jumping in, speaking out. Jussie Smollett. A month ago, few people knew who he was. You're watching The Breakfast Club. If you take it all into consideration, Stephen A. Listen, the argument that where where you absolutely disgust me. A dilemma right now. How you feeling? Better than I deserve. You feel better today? I'm getting there. Yeah. What are you thinking about? For the brand new year, 2020, get hyped, get excited <laughs> as we get into these topics for tonight's What Are You Thinking About 7? We kick off tonight's uh, What Are You Thinking About 7? Talking about the fallout uh, from the military strike uh, that was um, done by your president, Donald Trump. Or Donald Trump. According to Raw Story, unstable is the is the headline. Unstable. Trump blundered into Iran disaster after all his experienced advisors quit. That's right. Uh, according to Raw Story, as a real estate magnate and politician, Donald Trump has always loved breaking rules and putting on a show. Now in Iran, he's following the same pattern, only this time as commander-in-chief of the world's biggest military. Whether negotiating skyscraper deals or conducting a trade war with China, or China as he calls it, Trump can resemble a flamboyant and highly unpredictable poker player. As he said in his autobiographical book, The Art of the Deal, the role thrills him. Money has never a big was never a big motivation for me except as he, a way to keep score. The real excitement is playing the game he wrote. Uh, 
The difference now is that he's playing with drones, warplanes, cruise missiles, and other lethal cars in a game that risks plunging the United States into yet another Middle Eastern war. And, um, I mean, this this article here really um, hits the nail on the head for me because this is not a game. This is people's lives that you are dealing with. Uh, yes, we have the strongest military and the most powerful military in the world on the planet. But why would you want to um, just engage in a senseless war with another country? Um, it just makes no sense to me whatsoever. Um, you know, and uh, they're not willing to uh, provide any evidence or proof of this imminent threat that he keeps saying is the reason why they decided to uh, kill uh, General uh, Soleimani of Iran. Uh, but what is what what he has done is um, incited. Uh, the ire of the people of Iran and to retaliate against this country and um, you know the last thing we want is another 9-11 I don't know about you but um, that was a very dark day for this country back in 2001 where Osama bin Laden had those suicide bombers fly those planes into the Twin Towers. There's a day that we will never ever forget and we certainly do not want to have that happen again and it's things like this that has got people up in arms and wondering what is going on. You know, bracing themselves for another war. Um, much like the war in Iraq or Operation Desert Storm. And it's, it's sad that we have come to this and, I, and then I'm, I'm also hearing from other people that Trump is using this as a way to uh, extend his presidency in some way uh, because they believe that uh, or, or they thought there was a provision in the Constitution that uh, stated something to the effect that there uh, couldn't be an election during a war. And that's not true. Uh, in fact, the very opposite is true. Um, there, there, there can and there will be uh, elections during um, uh, a crisis like this or a war. Uh, so if he has designs on trying to extend his presidency, his first term, uh, you know, for some reason because of this, um, that is not true. Um, he will not be able to do so uh, because the Constitution does not allow for that. Uh, and uh, he can't even, he can still, they can still proceed with, uh, with impeachment um, during this uh, as well. So if he is, you know, uh, thinking or believing that he is somehow delaying uh, the inevitable. Uh, impeachment or the uh, election coming up in 2020 by uh, starting a war with Iran he is um, he's misguided in so many ways <laughs> this being another one of them but um, I just thought it's interesting I mean you know here we have someone who is um, treating you know this country like he is a dictator and uh, not realizing that this is a country of checks and balances. It is a democracy. It's not a dictatorship. And uh, it's amazing that 
you know, someone uh, in his position does not understand, uh, does not understand his position, does not understand the limitations of power, does not understand the power of the executive and how uh, there are three co-equal branches of government. You know, it seems like he just maybe he he didn't he missed that civics lesson. I don't understand. I don't understand it, guys. You gotta help me out with this one. But um, it's just sad that our nation is in this this predicament with this um, buffoon of a president. But love to get your thoughts and feedback about that. You know, of course, um, we all are uh, all hands on deck right now. Praying, um, believing that um, you know we could be heading into something um, quite detrimental, you know, uh, under this president's watch because of his uh, his ignorance and um, his unwillingness to uh, listen to his advisors and those who uh, know more than him about foreign policy. So, impeachment, that's right guys, the I word um, is upon us. Congress has voted to impeach this president. Articles of impeachment were drafted and voted on and um, Democrats voted uh, overwhelmingly to impeach this uh, president. Uh, but it's uh, obviously uh, very partisan. Um, you know, Democrats, most of them voted uh, for impeachment. Most, if not all of them, did uh, as well. And so, and then, of course, Republicans um, voted against impeachment in the House. But my girl, Nancy Pelosi, who is a political genius in my book, uh, decided not to turn those articles of impeachment over to the Senate, who were waiting for them to start their trial. But she decided to hold on to them because it seems like the Senate cannot get their act together. Mitch McConnell has already said that he's going to be working with um, the White House to expedite this trial, which, of course, leads me to believe that this is not going to be a fair trial. Um, it's not going to be one where uh, they're going to call witnesses. That is definitely something the Democrats want to have happen. Uh, but... Um, as of late, we're starting to see that um, witnesses are making themselves known uh, or willing uh, or making themselves available or letting uh, the Senate know they're willing to testify. Uh, in fact, uh, just recently, uh, yesterday uh, on the 6th, uh, John Bolton. Uh, announced that he was willing to testify uh, during the trial. Um, he's willing to uh, testify if subpoenaed by the Senate uh, and testify during this trial against President Trump. And um, he is someone who was in the room uh, during uh, the Ukraine phone calls. And so he, he has some information that he says he's willing to share uh, and I think he should be heard I along with um, many of our uh, many uh, many Democrats in both the House and the Senate would like to know what 
uh, representative, what, what this um, this gentleman, John Bolton, uh, former National Security Advisor John Bolton, uh, has to say. Um I think he should be given the opportunity to testify But of course Republicans Are not going to want to give him that opportunity Because they're trying to suppress the truth They don't want the truth to get out You know Because they know that this would be damaging to uh, Not just Donald Trump But also to them as well It would force them to Vote their conscience and uh, Rather than their party and we're, you know, if they still have one, because right now it seems like they don't have a conscience given, uh, you know, the current uh, country state of affairs, you know, but, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that they would take this opportunity to redeem themselves and and really um, look at the evidence and look at what their responsibilities are as senators and take their job seriously. And not look at this as one partisan um, uh, type of affair, and uh, and 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 try to just you know, uh, and try to acquit this president with all of the overwhelming evidence that's stacked up against him. So, you know, I do say again, um, Nancy Pelosi is a uh, brilliant politician. She's a genius. Uh, I think her holding up those articles of impeachment uh, will force the Republicans to uh, acquiesce to her will and to her bidding. (laughs) If you want those articles of impeachment, then we have got to come to some kind of agreement. We've got to figure this out. And um, I think it's only going to take four Republican senators to agree to have witnesses right now, I think they, they don't believe that they have the votes. But um, you know, I think the longer this draws out, uh, you know, the, the 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 greater the probability that things will kind of turn uh, in in the Democrats' favor. So we're interested to see how this all turns out. Of course, right now Republicans have a majority in the Senate, and we're not really expecting. Uh, the president to be removed from office uh, but things can certainly change things can certainly change especially with what's going on now with uh, Iran and uh, and uh, with General Soleimani's death uh, you know uh, things could definitely turn uh, against him and he's not the smartest man in the room he's not not the smartest uh, or, the, or the sharpest knife in the draw uh, so to speak so <laughs> anything can happen trust me anything can happen but uh, I'd love to get your thoughts and your feedback about that as well and finally um, excited about the CF college football playoffs as well as the NFL playoffs man watched a lot of football over the Christmas holiday I'm sure you did as well uh, really enjoyed watching the bowl games and of course watching the college football playoffs LSU versus Oklahoma and Clemson versus Ohio State I thought Ohio State was going to beat Clemson uh, in grand fashion because I don't think the ACC is really uh, um, um, 
uh, a powerful conference, uh, but Clemson was able to uh, pull together a win, a victory against uh, uh, the Ohio State. Uh, and, of course, LSU versus Oklahoma. Man, that game was phenomenal. LSU, guys. Woo! I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> LSU, uh, the quarterback, Joe Burrows, is the truth. This guy put up, I believe, seven touchdowns against Oklahoma. The game was over in the first half. Believe me, it was. This game was over. There was nothing Oklahoma could do uh, to come back. And uh, the, the, second, the second half was really just for... Uh, time's sake because you couldn't end the game <laughs> even though they if it was a boxing match they would have threw in the towel <laughs> uh, that game was over just like that so I, I'm, I'm picking LSU to win the college football playoffs uh, college football championship on Monday January the 13th uh, you know it's definitely going to be a good matchup uh, Clemson is supposed to have the best defense against uh, LSU's best offense so we'll see who ends up prevailing uh, it's actually one versus two uh, this coming January the 13th, guys, in New Orleans. So this is definitely appointment watching, but my pick is LSU. That's right, guys. I think the uh, LSU uh, Tigers are going to win it all uh, this coming Monday, January the 13th. And now switching gears over to the NFL Playoffs. That's right, guys. Um, just excited about um, the the turn of events that happened over the weekend with the playoffs, man. Yeah, a lot, a lot of things to be excited about. Um, the Titans beat the Patriots. That's right. Bye, bye, Tom Brady. No more Patriots for this uh, NFL season. They did not look good at all. Titans man Derrick Henry did his thing, and 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 Coach Mike Vrabel. Uh, I, I just I became a fan of his. Um, he is how uh, I, I was tweeting throughout the game, man. This is not checkers. This is chess. <laughs> and when he was using the uh, delay of games and the false starts at the end of the game, towards the end of the game, to take time off the clock, which is something Bill Belichick has done against teams, um, and he was using that against the Patriots, that right there lets me know, man, this guy Whoo, Doc! I'm I'm a fan now, a fan of the Tennessee Titans. I really am. And that game that they're going to be playing the uh, the Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson, who is um, the Michael Vick 2.0. <laughs> this guy is otherworldly. I can't wait to see this game, Titans versus versus Baltimore. Uh, you know, this is going to be um, you know this is going to be the game right here. Uh, of course, uh, Vikings beat the Saints. Uh, Kirk. Cousins versus Drew Brees. Uh, excited that Kirk Cousins got his first playoff win over the weekend, actually on Sunday uh, against the uh, New Orleans Saints. They play the Packers coming up uh, this weekend as well. Uh, Seattle beat the Eagles uh, and uh, Russell Wilson and um, and Carson Wentz. Of course, two two uh, two quarterbacks went up against each other. Carson Wentz got injured um, through it through a. Um, a play that many are calling a dirty play. Uh, Jadavian Clowney um, uh, 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 got a hit on um, uh, quarterback Carson Wentz helmet, and um, and it, was, it looks like it looked, it looked like a, a concussion. Uh, 
and uh, he says it wasn't intentional. He wasn't trying to hurt the quarterback. But again, it raises questions about Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz durability and um, you know his ability to be able to uh, survive an NFL season being injured two years in a row. Uh, so this um, this definitely um, uh, impacted the the Eagles negatively. They were not able to. Carson Wentz was not able to finish the game. He left the game, and uh, Josh McCown had to come in and finish the game, and that's why uh, Seattle ended up prevailing, 17 to nine. They play the 49ers coming up. That's going to be another great game. 49ers man are playing lights out. So um, Seattle 49ers. That's going to really be. Uh, that's going to be a great game, man. Woo! That is, I'm telling you, that's going to be a great game. Can't wait for that one as well. Um, and the Houston, uh, uh, Houston Texans beat up the Buffalo Bills. And uh, that was a great game as well. Deshaun Watson uh, did his thing, man. Another guy, Superman, is back in the building. He had a move at the end of that game uh, against two uh, defenders that were coming at him. Spun off of him. I mean, it looked like he was Barry Sanders and uh, and Michael Vick all in one play. <laughs> like, how did he get out of that? And then threw a touchdown pass. Amazing. I'm telling you guys, Houston Texans are for real. Uh, they're going to be playing the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, Patrick Mahomes, that game is going to be sweet as well. Uh, just, I mean, the NFL playoffs are going to be awesome, awesome, awesome. So uh, I'm picking the Baltimore Ravens and the San Francisco 49ers to make the uh, Super Bowl. That's my pick for the Super Bowl. The Baltimore Ravens and, oh, I'm sorry, yeah, the Baltimore Ravens and the San Francisco 49ers. That's right. Uh, I am uh, picking them uh, for the um, for the uh, uh, for the Super Bowl and uh, that that rematch there. Remember, if you recall, John Harbaugh, uh, John Harbaugh's Baltimore Ravens beat Jim Harbaugh's San Francisco 49ers a few years back. Uh, in uh, a few years back, I believe it was Super Bowl 48, 49 ish, I think. Uh, so uh, that should be interesting coming up. But that is the What Are You Thinking About segment for uh, the January 7, 2020 edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'd love to get your thoughts and feedback on any of the topics we discussed during tonight's What Are You Thinking About segment. Add us at TOL Radio Host MSN on Twitter and Instagram or the TOL Radio Show. Or hit us up on our Facebook fan page at facebook.com forward slash thinking out loud radio show or drop us an email at contact at michaelnimmons.com or go to our website at michaelnimmons.com and leave us a comment right on our thinking out loud radio show page that's right guys a lot of ways to hit us up a lot of ways to keep in touch with us well we're going to take our first break of the night but when we come back we're getting right into our interview with my good friend Detroit filmmaker and director Anthony White you don't want to go anywhere you're tuned in to one of the hottest radio shows online it's thinking out loud radio show. We'll be right back. You're tuned in to the thinking
giving voice to issues that matter to you. Hi, my name is Maya, and you're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with radio show host and my daddy, Michael Nimmons. You better listen to that little girl. Who told you that you were naked? Who told you that you were insufficient? Who told you that you were a loser? Who told you that you were a failure? Who told you that you were deficient? Who told you that you were nothing? Who told you that you were worthless? Who told you that you had no value? Who told you that you were you to believe? Who told you that you were naked? It's a dynamic, empowering, and inspiring book about identity that is a definite must-have. Pastor Nimmons talks about an identity crisis that dates as far back as the Garden of Eden. You don't want to miss these powerful insights into not just the problem of this identity crisis, but the discovery of the spiritual solution. Get your copy now, available on Amazon for just $14.95, or by visiting michaelnemons.com. Like a victim when you are already victorious. Show giving voice to issues that matter to you. This is Derek Mason, former all pro wide receiver of the NFL. I'm sending my man Michael Nimmons a special, special two year anniversary with the Thinking Out Loud radio show, man. I am so proud of you, man. Keep doing your thing. Let's make this two years turn into four and then four into forever, man. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Don't, 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 don't touch that dial. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. Everybody, we are back on another great edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show on tonight. And we have a good friend of ours, a great friend of ours, known him for a very long time. Him and I grew up together. And I'm so happy to have him on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. He's doing some amazing things in filmmaking. And uh, we've been trying to connect on uh, and have him on uh, for some time now, but he's um, he was very busy, and uh, and I can certainly understand that. But so happy to have him on the show tonight. But before we get into that interview, I want to give him a brief introduction. Uh, he was born and raised in Detroit, Michigan, and he's written and directed award-winning short films and commercials. He's worked with a variety of local artists throughout Michigan. In 2006, he was named one of the top 10 finalists of the Sex Education Video Contest. In 2081, third place at the DWIFF 48-Hour Film Festival. And just recently, in 2015, he won for Best Inspirational Film for a short film titled Match at the Trinity International Film Festival. Over the past uh, years, he's worked. his work has been accepted at various film festivals throughout Michigan, Currently, his feature film, Last Words, is now streaming on Amazon Prime, 
Fandingo Now, Tube, uh, Tubi TV, and YouTube. Last words is received various awards at the Las Vegas Black Film Festival. I See You Awards Film Festival and the Circle City Film Festival. His newest short film, You, Me, and Her, was just accepted in the 2020 Las Vegas Black Film Festival. I want you to give a warm Thinking Out Loud radio show welcome to new, a good friend of ours, great friend of ours, new friend of the show, my good friend, Detroit filmmaker and director, Anthony Green. Welcome to the Thinking Out Loud radio show, Anthony. Hey, Mike. Hey, man. Thanks for the humble words, man. We appreciate that, dude. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. We had to make sure you got the right introduction, the standing ovation. <laughs> We're so very happy to have you on the show. Uh, as I said, um, uh, you are a um, good friend of ours. We grew up together back in the day, man. Went to Greater Grace Temple Christian Academy together. Um, back then, man, you were, um, you know, an, an athlete, man. I, I thought your, um, you know, we always used to tease you that you kind of looked like Michael Jordan back in the day. And the jump man, um, <laughs> the jump man on the gym shoes, and always thought that that's what uh, your next uh, next profession would end up being. You know, either Michael Jordan lookalike, or you know, <laughs> something <laughs> something to that effect. You know, but uh, as fate would have it, you went in an entirely different direction, huh? Yeah, man, that's crazy, isn't it, man? I mean, we we have some good good fun back in those days up at uh you know david ellis academy man we we uh grew up together uh from what seventh grade eighth grade and i think if i'm not mistaken man we were you going there also when we was like in like kindergarten as well mike yeah man we were yeah right we were i was at uh montessori in uh kindergarten at um at christian at greater grace christian camera i came all the way up through the ranks Second or third grade, went to another school, and I came back. Yep. Wow. Memories, man. Memories, memories. A lot of time has passed, and um, uh, you know, God has just uh, done some amazing things in both of our lives, and um, we're just so happy to have you on the show with us on tonight, man. You've been, you know, I've always been um, impressed with your uh, creativity. You know, I remember, uh, you know, just us talking on the phone back in the day and you always were, you were a funny guy. You always were, um, you know, the prankster comedian kind of guy, the way, the way, the way, the way you thought back, back then I knew would translate into something creative in your, uh, later on in life. And, and it just so happens that you chose uh, directing and filmmaking as, uh, you know, as a career, um, you know. So I want to start here, Anthony, you know, tell us, you know, what was the catalyst and the impetus for, um, you know, you going into directing and filmmaking? What actually led you into that? Man, hey, just like you just mentioned, Mike, uh, it was one of them things where in high school, you know, because I attended Benedictine High School and throughout high school, I was a class clown. Went to Benedictine, and, yeah, I played ball there, but I was just a class clown. I just loved being silly. So after I graduated high school, you know, me thinking I was a comedian, I actually tried stand-up comedy. So I went to a place called All Jokes Aside Comedy Club, 
And I think Coco uh, was hosting that night. Me and a couple buddies went there and uh, had my jokes and stuff that I memorized. Uh, I went out there thinking I was about to be funny, and I got booed off the stage. <laughs> I did not know that, man. Yeah, yeah, they actually started rattling their keys on me, man. So I said, you know what? <laughs> my comedy act ain't going to work. So maybe if I was to take my comedy act and put them on DVD, maybe like a Dave Chappelle type of skit funny. Uh-huh. Oh. I went out and got me a video camera after um, I got booed off the stage, and I started to come up with different skits. And I would just... I would uh, film and write different skits and um, doing family functions, Thanksgiving, Christmas, I would bring them to my mom's house and we would watch them. The family would be dying laughing, just skits of me acting silly as Stevie Wonder and all these different... And my family was dying laughing at this stuff, man. And that's what led to me taking it more seriously. I started to take different uh, workshops. I started to uh, take filmmaking courses. Um, I ended up going to Specs. I finished Specs. I did this thing called uh, Comcast Public Access Training. So I started to really take that uh, to a whole other level and develop uh, just a little bit more seriousness in regards to writing because that's where it all stemmed from, writing, man. And, uh, yeah, that's how, that's how I started, man. Me getting booed is how it all kind of <laughs> came to fruition. Wow. I did not even know that's a... That is a first on our show, man. I thought I knew everything about Anthony Green. Good friend of mine. Didn't even know he went into stand-up. He was trying to be a stand-up comedian. And uh thankfully he didn't he didn't it didn't go that it didn't go well for him because he ended up doing this, which I believe he's much better at probably. <laughs> he probably would agree with that as well. <laughs> but man, I had no idea, no idea that that um, um, that you had went out for it. And I knew you always were a comedic kind of guy, funny guy, prankster type of guy, but I had no idea that you even, you know, tried tried to do that. I also remember uh, the uh, some of the videos that you did because uh, you posted them on your YouTube channel. I remember a video that you did of your family where you were like the um, you know, like the clumps where you put, uh, you portrayed, um, you know, your brothers and sisters, including your mother and father in a video. Remember that? Yeah, man. It was called, uh, welcome home to the green. <laughs> you know, it's my mom's birthday. And, uh, that's again, back when I was first starting out, still doing skits. And I'm like, man, what, what if I was to just play all my siblings? You know, I got a big family, six brothers, five sisters. So that's what I did, man. I played all my brothers, all my sisters. Uh, it took me like three weeks to film everything. She had no idea I was filming it to show at her 80th birthday. And uh, it was hilarious, man. That's still one of my favorite videos, too. Wow. <laughs> In fact, I got to go back and look at that on your YouTube channel, man, because you, that was so funny. You had to really know uh Anthony's family to understand it, but you actually you really didn't even need to know that. But he was he was just as talented uh, a actor as he is a filmmaker and director. So um, you know that that is definitely something 
that um, in fact we can post that on our on our uh, thinking out loud Facebook fan page for our listening audience to uh, view as well. We love for them to kind of know a little bit more about Anthony Green, the filmmaker. Uh, so yeah, that was definitely one that I remember. Um, <laughs> remember uh, doing. I remember you doing rather and seeing on on your YouTube channel. So Anthony, uh, tell us how long have you been directing and filmmaking? I know you started when you were, um, you know, quite young, or were you in high school? But you know, um, how many years has it been? And uh, and and kind of uh, share with us. A little bit of that progression of you know of when you started and and um, kind of where you are right now. Oh, uh, I've been actually man, my first film that I did. It was uh, a film called Reunited, and that was back in I want to say maybe oh eight oh nine maybe. It was a forty eight hour film challenge that uh, the Dwarf was given. That's, I mean, that was the name of the film festival. It was called Dwift. And uh, what it is is on Friday, you, know, you came in, you got all your props, your materials, and they gave you the uh, the gist of what your story could be about. And you had 48 hours to to uh, to to film it, to write it, edit it, to have a finished product on Sunday. Mm. You know, we did it. That was my first time. Well, let me just try it to see. I had, again, that little cheap camera I got from you know, Target, you know, so I, I didn't think nothing of it. You know, we went out there, me and, uh, you know, my best friend Dion here, we went out there, man, just filmed some stuff in the woods. It was like a little horror genre. And uh, we went to the ceremony. You know, me and my wife uh, didn't dress for the occasion because we were thinking, you know, you come in there with some jeans and a shirt, but it was more so black tie. So I'm like, you know what, we feel out of place. I'm pretty sure we're not going to win nothing. And uh, that Monday, that Monday morning, we found out via email that we actually won third place. Wow. Yeah, that was in 2008. So I really, after we won that, that's when I really started to really branch off into um, writing more short films. So from 2008 all the way up to now, Mike, it's, it's, it's not long. So it's been a it's been a journey because, you know, I go back and watch some of my work that I started doing, man, and uh, um, you just see the, um, like, the growth in it, you know. Author and speaker, Dr. Eddie Connor. I, I was reading something the other day, and it's, it's interesting. Uh, it's been 50 years since... Uh, Dr. King was killed. Fifty years later, they're still killing kings. You know, uh, to to really speak truth to power, but also to to speak to our young men about uh, police brutality, but also the whole spectrum that, in many cases, they live in the crosshairs of society. We can give them all the the tips, tools, and things of the trade of how to govern yourself accordingly, but we see young men all across America, and we you know. Uh, in many cases, we just become desensitized to a young man who is shot and killed because the police were threatened by the fact that he pulled something out of his pocket and it was a phone when they thought it was a gun. Practitioner and spokesperson, Dr. Victoria Dooley. 
I do feel strongly that as the African-American community and the church, we need to take mental illness more seriously, and we need to make it okay for somebody to seek out health care for mental health issues other than prayer. Absolutely, 100%. Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist, Rochelle Riley. Uh, I, I can tell you, and before we leave uh, Ali, let me tell you that it wasn't just an interview with him, but my very first column called for the city of Louisville to have a museum for him because at that time there was nothing bearing his name except a little strip of street, you know, how it works in some cities where Martin Luther King Boulevard is in a part of town, but in the rest of the town it's named something else. That column ran and the mayor and other folks who knew better and who were embarrassed by it said, okay, it's time. And that helped lead to this effort that had been going on for some time to raise $80 million to build the Muhammad Ali Center, which now exists on the banks of the Ohio River. We bring you the best minds who deliver their best thoughts only on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. This is Anthony White from the Detroit Youth Concert Choir, artistic director, and you're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. You're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with Pastor Michael Nimmons. Don't you dare touch that dial. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked. I know you're enjoying our interview with my good friend, Detroit filmmaker and director, Anthony Green. Let's get back into this empowering and positive interview. Okay, so I know you guys are enjoying our interview with my good friend, Detroit filmmaker and director, Anthony Green. So happy to have him on the Thinking Out Loud radio show with us on tonight. He's just doing some amazing things in filmmaking. He's been talking to us about um, how he got started. You know, he's a very funny guy for as long as I've known him. And um, he translated that into uh, the film genre, uh, uh, into filmmaking. And uh, he's just doing some amazing things. We'll get more into that. But uh, I was t- I was talking to Anthony off air about um, uh, the, some of the commercials that he's done. Um, and now um, I want you to share with us about uh, some of your earlier commercials. Uh, and, you know, you got into the Doritos challenge. Uh, there was a couple of them that uh, that were very, very funny. And, and I really believe that you should have actually won. Uh, the money because your commercials were, were not only uh, um, funny but they were very creative and uh, and they were filmed very well I mean it was, they were you know I mean it looked very professional had a very professional look to them um, but 
not just we're not just going to talk about the Doritos commercial, but we also you also did something. I remember um, <laughs> I uh, created a group on Facebook called Facebook Addicts Unite. And I think that was right around the time that Facebook had just came out and I was on find myself on Facebook all the time. You know, it was it was like always looking at my phone, always looking at the computer. And I found out and discovered that I was not the only one. And we had a group of people that uh, included Anthony who had joined. And I joked around with him and said, man, Anthony. We need to do a Facebook addicts commercial. So, Anthony, I want you to tell uh, <laughs> tell our listeners about that commercial. You wrote the script for it. Um, we just showed up at the at the uh, at the house. You had uh, you had all of the 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 roles and everything for everybody. It was so funny, guys. This was hilarious. But I want Anthony to share with us about that commercial and about some of his Doritos. Uh, commercials that he did uh, um, as a part of the the uh, Super Bowl contest. Uh, if you think back to maybe five, ten years ago, they were doing Dorito commercials during the Super Bowl, and it, and he, and Anthony would submit uh, a commercial just about once a year, almost, and uh, trying to get that get his commercial aired uh, during the Super Bowl. So I want you to uh, share with our listeners more about that. Oh man, well, I'm gonna start with the Doritos. So, and my, I had uh, got wind of a Doritos challenge, man. Uh, I can't remember what year exactly that was. I think it was like between like 2010 ish. But um, yeah, Doritos was kicking off a, a contest where they wanted uh, filmmakers to put together a 30 second commercial highlighting their brand. And you know, they gave you all the uh, materials, the music, uh, uh, different. Uh, um, outro videos that you can use that has like the uh, Doritos logo. So I'm like, okay, well, so I ended up writing a script. My first one was um, um, a script where uh, I wanted to highlight a guy walking down the street. And with that, I wanted to show uh, the guy's chips. When you open up a bag, it's gone. And he only had one chip inside of his bag and uh, <laughs> it was hilarious that in the ad he ended up dropping the only chip he had in the bag he dropped it on the ground and uh, you know back in the day when we was younger man you know they say hey if you know if it hit the ground you know as long as you kiss the guy <laughs> right he drops the three on the ground he kisses the guy and how ironically, when he does that, God snatches the chip and he eats it. <laughs> so my beloved pastor, uh, Bishop Ellis, he you know he really pushed it. You know he he every time he watched it, he was rolling his man. Ever since then, we have been doing different commercials. That was my first one. We did a few more. Um, um, then just recently, I think like maybe two or three years ago, we did one with me and my son. Uh, I think that one was called The Picture Thief. That one actually, uh, we got a response actually from Doritos with that one. It didn't win, but we actually did get an email saying that was a very creative ad. So, um, But after that year, they stopped it. So, unfortunately, uh, uh, we didn't really get a chance to, to win. But it was a good opportunity. Um, got a lot of exposure. 
Don't uh, tell him about the Michael Jackson one you did. <laughs> now that was another funny one. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, actually one for Pepsi. Oh, Pepsi. Oh, um, yeah. Okay, right, right. <laughs> it was a Pepsi Max ad, and they was kicking off the same kind of contest where they wanted filmmakers again to do a thirty-second commercial highlighting the Pepsi brand. So, um, uh, uh, trying to think of the actual uh, gist of the video was Pepsi Max. The king of pop. That's what they gave us to use. So I'm like, okay, the king of pop. Yeah, Pepsi is good, but the king of pop is Michael Jackson. So I had a, <laughs> a good idea to kind of like incorporate uh, a guy drinking pop. And once he started drinking it, uh, he seen um, he thought he was seeing Michael Jackson. <laughs> and he thought he was seeing Michael Jackson, man. And you know, come to find out, it actually wasn't Michael. It was some you know Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> but all this stuff can you know you can find on YouTube. Uh, uh, you know, I, I, that one to me uh, was one of my better uh, ads. It was very creative. It was fun. It was funny, and to this day, it's still funny. Um, as for the Facebook addicts, man, oh my God, man, we we had a blast <laughs> with that, man. We got a few individuals, man, that was on Facebook back then, and uh, uh, you know we all. Met up on my, on my brother-in-law house, and um, we had a script together. <laughs> it was hilarious because it was so real, you know. You know, I t- we took a group of people, and we actually created something. It was very creative. It was funny. It was to the point. And it, when I look back at that, man, uh, uh, it's hard to redo something like that because. That was original. It was funny. And I think a lot of people grasped that because that's like you said, that was back when Facebook was just kind of like popping off. Like, right. A commercial where we had people walking around like zombies. <laughs> right. Oh my God. Again, all this you can find on YouTube. And, um, you know, you can check out the YouTube channel, Hank Green, at YouTube and all these commercials. The, the Facebook commercials, the Pepsi Max, the Doritos, all these different old commercials is on there. I still watch some of that stuff too, man. Just laugh. Oh my God, man. We got to post those on our Thinking Out Loud Facebook uh, fan page, man. So so our listeners can see those videos are hilarious. I know you guys are enjoying our interview with my good friend, Detroit filmmaker and director, Anthony Green. So happy to have him on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And he was just sharing with us more about uh, his filmmaking career, uh, how it got started doing some commercials and Doritos commercials, Pepsi Max commercials, and even a Facebook Addicts Unite commercial. I was hoping so bad, so bad that somebody from Facebook would see that somebody who, uh, you know, uh, Mark Zuckerberg would see that that video, and <laughs> and we would kind of we we would get some royalties or 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 something for that because man that that commercial was hilarious. I think we had more fun filming the commercial than we actually did. Um, um, you know anything else? I think we we because you took you had outtakes. I even brought my little camera, getting um getting uh side interviews while while you were shooting scenes and stuff like that. We had so much fun. Is that what typically happens? Is is that is that kind of stuff what typically happens at, at some of your uh your 
your video shoots or, or uh, your filmmaking, um, your movie shoots? All the time, man. All the time. You know, uh, we, we, you know, most times when we come to sets, yeah, it's serious, but, you know, it's a lot of outtakes. It's a lot of laughs. It's a lot of mistakes. A lot of people <laughs> fumbling over words. <laughs> I'm one of those directors where, yeah, that's handled business, but let's also, you know, let's have some fun on the set, you know, because you're not having fun and what's the point? You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you. Award-winning journalist, Carolyn Clifford. As journalists, we just have to keep doing what we're doing day in and day out. And all we can do is report the truth in a non-biased manner, and everything else will work itself out. Activist and thought leader, Marcia L. Dyson. Obviously not Nancy Pelosi, because again, because of social media, she said what she said, but that she's not going to be the one who stopped uh, her colleagues from not only thinking out loud, but talking out loud, whoever they are, authentically. Pastor and intellectual, Dr. Frederick Haynes III. In the black church, according to the uh, brilliant author and historian and scholar, L.H. Welchel, uh, he said the black church was born as a protest movement. Uh, that's the reason the black church came to be. And if we're going to be honest to uh, scripture, I mean, the church itself came out protesting. It was a movement of prophetic witness uh, to, you know, the insurrection of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We bring you the best minds who deliver their best thoughts only on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Cracking Planet Earth is your boy Griff, comedian, author, motivational speaker, entrepreneur, philanthropist, but a Jesus Christ lover. You understand me? And you're listening to Thinking Out Loud Radio with my homeboy, Michael Nemitz. Check him out right here. Go ahead, Mike. Give him that good, good. The Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you. Listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with Pastor Michael Nimmons. Don't you dare touch that dial. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked. 
I hope you enjoyed our interview with my good friend, Detroit filmmaker and director, Anthony Green. Let's hear the conclusion of this inspiring and empowering interview. Absolutely, absolutely. So, so Anthony, I want you to walk us through um, how you come up with stories for your short films, um, and as well as um, give us a breakdown of 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 the of the short film process. You know, from start to finish. What does that entail? You know, from writing the story to you know, finding actors and actresses and, and, um, you know, looking for, uh, scouting locations to, to film and things of that nature, actually filming, uh, you know, what you need to do in order to, uh, to, to make the, the script come to life, editing it and, and, and actually, you know, walk us through that process so we'll know exactly what's, what it entails. So we can, we can really see, you know what? What all goes into directing and filmmaking? Okay. Um, well, I'm gonna start with um, my particular short films and feature films. You know, for me, I like to uh, write films that has messages, that have some type of, of spiritual spiritual connection that makes you think, that makes you uh, uh, kind of touch your soul, if you will. We see so many movies these days that, that, that have us portrayed in jail or drug dealer or gang. And I ain't, I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with that, but I think that, you know, we're in a time and place where we need something that's going to uplift us to kind of make us think twice about doing something or committing something, you know. So that's how I kind of, like, come up with my stories to make us almost like minister. I like to think of what I'm doing as ministering, through the lens of my camera. The majority of my films kind of like portrays. So uh, if you watched uh, my short film, Run, again, it has a message to it. You, me, and her, it has a message to it. Um, My film, Last Words, all those films have messages to them. Um, In regards to uh, uh, from point A to point B, you know, you're talking about writing a film, first things first, you got to come up with a, you know, come up with a silent story. You know, um, there's a lot of different programs that one can get out of here that script writing software. If you don't have access to that, you, you can just use Word, you know. You can use your notebook, you know, as long as you're writing something. You know, make sure it makes sense, you know. Um, get your script together. And after your script, um, what I do is uh, have a casting call. You know, do like a blast out on social media, you know. Kudos to social media because that's like a, platform now that we can use by advantage uh, to kind of help, you know, get our, get our um, uh, film out here, let people know what we're doing. Um, I've, I, most of my films that I've done, I've held cast calls, and it's all local-based. Uh, and, and most of my films have a lot of Michigan actors in them, you know, so... Definitely take advantage of casting calls because I know a lot of filmmakers, we always do those social media blasts and have, you know, different casting calls. And after casting calls, you know, of course, there's rehearsal. You know, there's there are different um, um, crew that you may need to hire, like a line director, 
executive producer, all these different heads that you need. It's not just the director. You got a lot of different heads um, that, you know, and then sometimes you may have a person that's a one-man team, you know, where he's got or wearing multiple hats. You know, I see a lot of that go on too. I've done that as well where I wore multiple hats, you know. Um, so you can have, um, so you got your script, you got your casting call, you got your crew, you know, you got your person that does lighting, you got your DP, you know, you got your line director, you know, and then you got to have a budget, you know. <laughs> Can't do nothing without some type of funds in the account to, if you're talking about paying your cast and your crew, you got to have some type of, 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 of budget. You know, even if it's, you know, sometimes you need people to work for free. You know, I've, I've done that as well where I'm thinking I'm going to have to pay these people this, but it's all, and we just want to get our name out. And uh, I still, though, give them something. Hey, here go a gift card. Here goes some food on the set. Or here, you want to be able to bring them something. And then um, once you get your cash, your crew, Got all these different heads, you know. Of course, you got to get out here and scout for location, you know. Which again, depending on what you're doing, you may have to get the proper permits and the insurances, and different things like that, you know. But sometimes I've done this as well, where you go out here and gorilla shoot, which means you ain't got no permit. Almost like uh, uh what's the movie Dynamite? Dynamite was going out there shooting stuff with no permits. Hey, you know, desperate times call for desperate measures, but most of the time. For instance, with the film that we did with Ron, it's just a film telling about a, a girl that's trying to get her life together. She's trying to get herself back to church. So that didn't require a lot. You know, we went to a hotel. We asked them, hey, can we shoot here? They said, what are we doing? They didn't ask anything. We just bought a room. They was happy with that. You know, then we got some shots in the street. We, you know, we weren't blocking off no streets. So with that film, you know, we didn't get no permits. We just asked people at the hotel, shot some stuff out in the streets, and that's it. You know, so, just, again, it all depends on what you're doing. If you're doing somewhere, you're going to have to block off streets and you don't have someone running down the street with a gun. And, you know, you want to get the proper police escorts and different things like that so you don't get into no troubles. So it's a lot that goes on in the mic. You know, it's, 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 you know when, and that's why I got more respect for films because, you know, even if it's, even if it's a terrible film, someone – some teams spent time doing it. So I got to respect the craft because I actually know what it takes, you know. It's a lot that, a lot of stress, a lot of time, a lot of money. And, um, yeah, so those are just some of the some of the things that goes on. But first thing first is your script. Go out here and get you a crew, casting call, get you a cast, work on your location. If you can, get you a budget. You know, you got your credit cards, you got your family, you got your friends. A lot of people now are doing crowdfunding where you can just ask people via social media. I've done that where I've donated money to my fellow filmmaker friends, to their projects. By doing that, they'll, they'll put your name in the credits as, you know. So got a lot of different avenues that a person can go to to uh, build up funds, you know. A lot of websites as well that you can go to, to uh, you know. So, um but there is no excuse, you know. If you got an idea to make a film, you know, just go out here and do it. Even if you ain't got no budget, go out here and get you some friends and family. Almost like we did with uh, 
like the Facebook uh, addicts commercial. A group of friends went out there with a camera. Boom, we made it happen. Yeah, the more you do, the more you grow. Yeah, I mean, that was um, that, I, that's amazing, guys. And I know there might be some individuals listening on tonight that, um, you know, are thinking about uh, filmmaking as a career or, you know, they, they, they have that in the back of their mind. And this information is, is, is so valuable, I'm sure. Yeah, Anthony's kind of giving us a behind-the-scenes look at filmmaking. We have a Detroit filmmaker on the line with us on tonight, Anthony Green. So happy to have him on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. I know you are enjoying us uh, on tonight as we um, interview my good friend, uh, Detroit filmmaker and director, Anthony Green. You know, Anthony, you've been doing this for the better part of eight eight or nine years, um, and According to your bio, you've, you know, won a few awards uh, doing this. So I want you to share with our listeners, you know, about some of those accomplishments, because I'm sure that's got to be very satisfying and gratifying and fulfilling uh, to know that uh, the work that you put into a film has been recognized by, um, you know, uh, film festivals and panels and boards that that review uh, these type of uh, these types of short films. So tell us about some of those awards and um, prizes that you've won doing uh, short films. Okay, um, like I mentioned before, man, uh, my very first award was a film that we did, a short film that we did uh, called uh, Reunited, and um, that was just off a forty-eight-hour film challenge, and that was back in I think two thousand eight. And after that, uh, we did a few more films. Uh, the Supernatural, that didn't win anything. Uh, we did another one called Today, short film, that didn't win. And then we did another film called Cursed. Again, that didn't win. So I want to say 2013 is when um, I became a little frustrated, man. I'm like, okay, God, come on. I'm I'm into this thing. I'm I'm investing in, in, you know, better cameras and better equipment. I say, God, uh, I actually, I mean, this is, this is, this is on everything, man. I actually had a one-on-one with God, man, for an hour. If this is really what you want me to do, just give me a sign, and I would, I would just continue to give this my all because it's frustrating. You spending money and time and cast and crew, and and you don't have, you can't get accepted to no festivals. It's frustrating. Back to the writing table after I prayed, and I wrote one called Intervening. It was a, it was a short film, about 12 minutes, and um, went out and shot it, got my crew cast, went out and shot it, and I submitted it to a few film festivals. I said, okay, guy, here we go. Let's see what happens. And all I needed was a sign, and once I had that sign, it was it was on and popping. So once I submitted it to a few film festivals, I got accepted to the Trinity Film Festival. I'm like, okay, that's it. That's all I need. <laughs> Thank you. Whether we win or lose, that's all I wanted was just a sign. And right after getting accepted to the Trinity with intervening, we got accepted to another one called the Major Michigan Film Festival. We didn't win, but we got accepted, and that's all I needed. After we left the Major Michigan Film Festival, um, um, my sister, Linda, she was battling cancer, and um, um, something told me, to just film this process because I was a donor for her. They needed a donor to um, transfer stem cells to her. 
based off what these doctors was telling me, they were saying that, you know, if you are a match, that this could really help her in this process. So I'm like, okay. Then I was talking to my sister Linda about it. She said, yeah, this is something you want to do, do it. And then, you know, I was doing research. They were saying that not too many African not too many African African Americans donate stem cells. So I said, okay, I'm going to film this process, you know, just really to just build awareness. That's, that's the only reason I was filming it, just to build awareness. And um, so I filmed, I filmed the donor process. I, I filmed her going through um, different treatments and whatnot, and I turned that into a short film called Match. And um, so the following year after I did Intervening, we shot Match. I, I submitted that to a film festival. It's about, again, 12 minutes, and that's when I won an award for Best Inspirational Film. And that was just an idea, I thought, just to film the process. But we, we, I won my first award with my very first short film um, match that we did um, with me shooting that um, story about my sister and her, um, the, um, like, stem cell. Um, it was a very touching film, man. That, that was, that's, to me, one of my favorite, very emotional pieces because... She wasn't here to see it. She wasn't here to witness us winning that. And I know if if, if she had been here, she would have been very excited. She was excited about us shooting it, you know. Absolutely. I'm I'm sure that it is quite gratifying and, and satisfying to know um, that uh, others appreciate the work that you've done um, in, 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 you know, in this, in this process because you've explained to us you know, the behind the scenes of script writing and, you know, identifying a cast, scouting locations and actually filming. And then, of course, editing and putting everything together uh, that can be a quite arduous and, and long process. But then to finally uh, get it to a point where it's been accepted by a film festival and uh, awarded a prize because others appreciate the quality of the work that you've done um, is, is, uh, is truly amazing. So that's uh, hats off to you, man. Wow, that's, that's awesome. I know you guys are enjoying our interview with my good friend, Detroit filmmaker and director, Anthony Green. Again, so happy to have him on the Thinking Out Loud radio show and get ready to wrap this interview on tonight. But before we do, um, what, who are some of, some of your um, – directors and filmmakers that you look up to aspire to be like no there's got to be um you know some 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 heavy hitters that you you know that you watch and and pattern yourself yourself after of course i'm sure you 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 use your own creativity in in the work that you do but we all have um you know role models and mentors that we aspire to be like so share with our listener our listeners some of those uh, who are who are mentors and role models of yours. Okay, uh, for me, uh, I would say, of course, Spike Lee, you know, the John Singleton, the Ryan Coogler's, James Camerons, you know, all these guys are people who I try to study, you know. But um, my number one, though, and I know this is going to be oddly not expected <laughs> because he, he's not really big in film like, you know, he used to be when he was younger. But my number one guy, though, who I aim to be like is a King and Ivy Wayne. Yes. The only reason I say it is because, yes, I respect his art, his craft, 
but I also respect the fact that, um, you know, he's a pillar in my eyes because the way he did it, you know, he brought in his family. He brought in his friends, and I want to do that. I want to be that same light that he did for his family. I want to be that same light. I want to be able to bring in my my family, my friends into this business. I think that's what it's about. It's out here grinding, that's serious, and it takes their craft serious. I want to be that light, and, you know, we all make it together. You know, that way you can stay out of my pocket when I do make it. <laughs> that's, an inter- that's an interesting interesting take on that, but I, but I do agree with you. I, I like that. <laughs> Ah, right, right. So everybody, everybody grinds together. Everybody wins together. I like that. I like that. Mm-hmm. No question. Oh, okay. All right. Um, I know you guys are enjoying and have enjoyed our our um, interview with my good friend, Detroit filmmaker Anthony Green. Before I let you go, Anthony, I want you to share with our listeners. You know. Where do you see yourself five or ten years from now, man? Um, I know uh, there's, you know, uh, you you as an artist, uh, director, filmmaker, have goals and in mind for yourself. I would love to know, and I'm sure our listeners would as well, uh, to to know what your vision is for your career as a Detroit filmmaker and director. I see myself. Um Possibly, Lord's will, having on my own studio. You know, Tyler Perry. He, he has opened up so many doors. Has been an inspiration um, to me, and you know, and he just gives me hope. He can do it. You know, we all can do. It, you know what I'm saying? So it just takes drive. It takes motivation. It takes motivation. You know, it takes believing in God and just never giving up, man. So I think anything is possible. So I'm I'm claiming a studio. I'm claiming more films. I'm claiming bringing in family, friends, anyone that's hungry to to, to cinema, you know. Um, so don't be surprised. You turn on, uh, uh, you know, you go to the theater, you see a movie, you see a whole bunch of greens running around. <laughs> right. I know you do. Wow. Awesome. 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 Guys, I know you guys have enjoyed our interview with my good friend, Anthony Green, Detroit filmmaker and director. I have as well. Uh, Anthony, tell our listeners where, again, you can, uh, you can, you, they can view uh, some of your uh, short films. Uh, do you have a website uh, that they can go to? Uh, we're going to also make some of them available on our Thinking Out Loud Facebook fan page at facebook.com forward slash Thinking Out Loud radio show so they can see some of those uh, videos as well. Uh, But um, let our listeners know where they can follow you on Facebook, on social media, websites, whatnot, so that they can uh, keep up with what you're doing. Okay. So, yeah, I'm on Facebook uh, under Anthony, under Ant Green. On Facebook, on Instagram, you can you can find me at Ant Green One. Um, websites, you can check out my Vimeo. That's uh, Anthony T Green. If you go to Google and just type in Anthony T Green, that'll take you to my Vimeo site. Um, as, as as far as my films, again, you know, you can go to my YouTube channel. Some of my old short films is on there. 
And um, as far as my feature length, again, that's YouTube, Tubi TV, Fandango Now, um, Passwords, just streaming all over, man. So definitely check that out. And, you know, we got more films to come. You and her, that's going to be available soon. So if you follow me, you'll definitely be able to keep up the speed to everything that's come on. All right. Well, thank you so much, Anthony, for being on the show with us on tonight. I pray that God will continue to bless you, man, in all that you do. Um, we, we again, are just uh, impressed with um, where God is taking you, uh, what you've done so far. We know for you the best is yet to come. God bless you, man. Hey, man, I appreciate the opportunity, Mike. You know, this is all, this is, this is a good thing you're doing, man. It's a lot of uh, uh, people doing podcasts, but to be able to bring in different artists, man, that's, that's, you know, that's trying to build, trying to grow, hey, that's, that's a beautiful thing, dude, getting that word out. God bless you too, Mike. Thanks again, you guys have. Appreciate it. No problem, man. God bless you, Doc. Got to have you back on the show again. It's a Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. Don't, 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 don't touch that dial. It's a Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. This is Michael Eric Dyson, and when I'm in Detroit, I listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show, dropping that knowledge, giving that inspiration, giving us that enlightenment. Nobody does it like Brother Michael does it. Do your thing. Holla. Peace. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Congratulations to Pastor Michael Nimmons and the Thinking Out Loud radio show for over 10,000 streams and downloads. Rate, review, and subscribe to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Spotify, and now available at michaelnimmons.com. The Thinking Out Loud radio show giving voice to issues that matter to you. Who told you that you were naked? Who told you that you were insufficient? Who told you that you were a loser? Who told you that you were a failure? Who told you that you were deficient? Who told you that you were nothing? Who told you that you were worthless? Who told you that you had no value? Who told you that you were you to believe? Who told you that you were naked? It's a dynamic, empowering, and inspiring book about identity that is a definite must-have. Pastor Nimmons talks about an identity crisis that dates as far back as the Garden of Eden. You don't want to miss these powerful insights into not just the problem of this identity crisis, but the discovery of the spiritual solution. Get your copy now, available on Amazon for just $14.95 or by visiting michaelnemons.com. Like a victim when you are already victorious. This is Anthony White from the Detroit Youth Concert Choir, Artistic Director, and you're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show.
Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Stay tuned for more motivation, more inspiration, and more empowerment on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked. just a week into this brand new year and brand new decade and the great thing about all of this is that each and every one who was blessed to see this new year has been given a fresh start a reset button that we can proverbially push to give our lives a jump start for this brand new year we all know that time is a fleeting commodity and it's constantly moving and changing and all of us who said at one time or another that we're looking forward to the new year looking forward to getting a fresh start, looking forward to doing something different. In each of our lives, a new year gives us the ability to metaphorically hit the reset button on our lives and aspire to see things differently, explore new possibilities, aspire to new heights, pursue bigger and greater dreams. For many of us, we've already begun writing down resolutions and setting goals for the new year that will hopefully put us on a better path for ourselves and our lives. We say things like, I'm going to lose some weight. I'm going to look for a new job. I'm going to start a new career. I'm going to get married this year. The new year offers us the opportunity to look at our life through a lens of possibility and potential that we've never experienced before. But the, but the danger of this mental exercise is getting so caught up in the euphoria of the new year that we end up doing more dreaming than actually doing. We do more fantasizing rather than formulating plans to fulfill the goals that we've set for ourselves, And this is the pitfall of many of us who set goals and make resolutions because we get so excited about the new year and making resolutions and making plans and more effort is put into plans than actually implementing the plans themselves. We see it happen so many times before. We will start something because we thought it was a good idea. We easily get distracted by the obstacles that life hits us with to keep us from realizing or reaching our goals. You see, we must understand that everyone has goals. We must understand that every one of our goals are going to be met with a challenge. And how we handle the challenge will determine the outcome of our pursuit of fulfillment. In life, you will face challenges. You will experience hardships. You will encounter problems along the way. But those problems did not come to destroy you. Those challenges did not come to cause you to quit. Those hurdles are not there to deter you, but they come to make you stronger. They come to build your character. They come to incentivize your journey. They've come to motivate you to go further. A great man once said that problems are only opportunities and work clothes. So in this new year, we have to change the way we see things in our life. We have to change the way we see ourselves, our lives, and our dreams. In this new year, action is going to be what defines our desire and our dreams. Action is what's going to determine our success or our failure. 
What we do is going to be more important and carry more weight than what we say or what we decree. The Bible says faith without works is dead. We cannot spend this year asking God to do everything for us and never commit to doing anything for ourselves. Many of us use the excuse that what has not happened for us is because God has not done it yet. And God's rebuttal to us is, you're not waiting on me, but I'm always waiting on you. He's waiting on you to do your part. He's waiting on you to live up to your responsibility. He's waiting on you to fulfill your purpose. Everything that happens in your life this year is going to be measured by what you did or what you didn't do. The power rests within you. God has empowered you to do more and to be more. And it will only happen when you not only see what's invisible and speak what has never been spoken, but do what's never been done. I want to give a special thanks and shout out to my good friend, Detroit filmmaker and, de and director Anthony Green for being on the show with us on tonight. Check out his YouTube channel, Ant Green, A-N-T-G-R-E-E-N, to see all of his past and present commercials and short films. And thank you for tuning in to the New Year's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We truly, truly appreciate it. We want to wish everybody again a happy new year. We thank you so much for taking time out today to tune in to the first edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We hope you enjoyed the show. Thanks again for tuning in to tonight's show. We truly, truly appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in to the New Year's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Remember to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Thinking Out Loud radio show or hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at TOL Radio Host MSN or the TOL Radio Show. That's right, guys. Or visit our website at www.michaelnimmons.com. That's right. And leave us a comment on our Thinking Out Loud radio show fan page. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Your support helps us to increase our exposure across the world wide web. Remember to tune in next week. We're going to have another great show in store for you. And so until next time, always remember, if you can think it, you can believe it. If you can believe it, you can see it. If you can see it, you can achieve it. The power rests within you. The mind is the most powerful muscle in your body. Use what you got to get what you want. The power is in you. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast. Be sure to support all of our radio show partners. If you like the show, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play Music, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Spotify. Want to book radio show host Michael Nimitz for a speaking engagement, book signing, or corporate event? Send an email to contact at michaelnimitz.com. Be sure to follow the show on all of its social media accounts on Instagram at the TOL Radio Show, on Twitter at TOL Radio Show, or on our Facebook fan page at www.facebook.com forward slash Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Are you an entrepreneur? Want to advertise? Become a Thinking Out Loud Radio Show partner and take advantage of our free introductory advertising offers. 
send an email to thinkingoutloudradioshow at gmail.com for more details. Visit the new home of the Thinking Out Loud radio show at www.michaelnemons.com forward slash TOL radio show. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you.